I am Karin. And I'm Andrew. And we are the new botanist. So today we're talking about the Hoya, and um, there are lots and lots of different varieties. So I'm going to hand over to Andrew as per usual. He's going to tell us a little bit more about where um, it comes from. Yes, it's a common name, uh, at least in England, it's known as the trailing wax plant. And the botanical name is Hoya linearis. And it's native to parts of Nepal and China. And it's a trailing plant, a trailing succulent plant that holds a lot of water and its needle-like leaves. And it tends to grow on other plants. Uh, so it's known as epithetic. So it grows on other plants, typically trees, but it doesn't kill them like parasites. So it just sort of hangs around on trees all day. So there are climbers and trailers. Uh, climbers tend to grow on the surface uh, in the soil. They tend to latch onto the trees, such as devil's ivy, and grow up the trees and then cling onto them and then die off. Uh, the roots die off. And then they have these aerial roots, which help cling on to the trees. Whereas trailing plants, uh, they're sort of the opposite way. So they grow the roots onto the trees and they just trail down. Uh, there's lots of different types of Hoya, as you know, it's a hugely diverse genus. And uh, the one we're talking about is quite needle-like. It's really quite pretty, it's sort of like a cloud of green, but there's other types where it's sort of like a traditional leaf. It's not uh, a succulent, so it doesn't hold water in its leaves. And you do get other types which almost look like a devil's ivy, but sort of darker, glossier leaves. You say they are native to places like Nepal. What is the climate that they like? They like bright indirect sunlight, so they grow below the canopy of trees or on other plants that are sort of low down, so it's not direct sunlight, so they're just below that canopy. Uh, they do like a lot of moisture. Uh, they like a lot of humidity, so a little bit of misting is really sort of beneficial for them. So I have a couple... And um, one of them has been hanging by the back door for a while. And it looks like some of the leaves have gone very, uh, very pale. Now, I, I can't imagine it's the sun because it's a north facing window. But I wonder whether it's uh, sort of sensitive to temperature changes. Yeah, I mean, if it if it goes from, oh, I don't know, 18 Celsius down to six Celsius, that's quite a shock for it. It doesn't really like too much variation Generally, paling of leaves, it's either too much sunlight or too little sunlight. Sometimes it's also to do with watering. So if it's too much water, it starts turning yellow, it rots a bit, it goes a bit pale. So this is very early indications. Uh, or sometimes it's too dry, so it's, you could see mottling on the leaves. So it's almost like the leaves are sucked in. Uh, so you can even feel them and it feel if the leaves feel rather bumpy, just do give it water. So it could be... Indication of quite a few things, to be honest. And is there a specific method that is preferred to water this plant? My favourite saying in the plant world is water little and often. And this applies to all of the Hoyas, uh, even the uh, needle-like one, the trailing one that we're talking about. So although it's a succulent, they do need uh, a fair amount of water. So you keep the soil moist, uh, but it has to be well-draining soil. So you water it, the water comes through. They don't like to have soggy roots. I know uh, I've said this before. I'm quite intolerant of um, my plants not looking absolutely spotless. And you were always laughing at me. But um, this uh, this plant, some of the trails have very, very thin 
needly mm. bits, while other bits are very plump. What is causing that? It's imperfections. These things are living beings and you put them on such a pedestal like a lot of people are. Houseplants are not ornaments. They're living things like us. They'll have saggy bits. They'll have brown bits, thin bits. It's normal, perfectly normal. Uh, I would have said if it's one or two strands of your Hoya, there's nothing to worry about. It's just imperfections. You can keep them on or nip them off. Uh, if it's the majority of your plant, it suggests there's an issue with watering, so it could be too much, too much watering or too little watering. Um, so I would watch out for your watering regime. Usually with Hoyas, uh, if it's too much light that it's receiving, uh, it does go really pale. It sort of shrivels up almost like it's burnt. I do occasionally cut some bits out and it's got this very white, milky liquid inside. What is that? It's just sap. It's just what's contained within the plant in the xylem. So this is where the plant takes up water and it goes through the... Uh, uh, internal parts of the plant, so it's just pure sap. Okay, and um, does the sap do anything? Like, I mean, is it is it toxic for um, for people or for animals? What like, and and also, is it is it a problem when a leaf falls off and it sort of, you know, it's it's it drips out? Does it, mm. does it really damage the plant, or, or or can a plant cope with that kind of thing? It won't damage the plant, uh, it's, to put it in a, a less refined way, it's almost plant blood, so it's bleeding on itself. It's not it's not terrible, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't go and eat this uh, plant. It is known as toxic, and toxic is a very strong word. It, to a lot of people, it's like, if I eat this, it's toxic, therefore I will die. It's not the case. Toxic could be anything from slight stomach ache all the way to death in most houseplants it's not deadly because if you if it was deadly and you have cats and dogs or children in your home that do nibble on it by accident or get it onto their skin there'll be lots and lots of death reported in the news and there isn't so don't worry about it too much it's plant blood uh sometimes if you're highly allergic to things uh there's also a whole group of plants called euphobia uh it's also known as spurge it grows outside in the uk uh, that has milky sap and sometimes it can be quite irritating to sensitive skin uh, so if you do get it on you and you're worried wash it off uh, but you'll soon find out if there's a reaction so it's quite an expensive plant and um and given that they're if if they do well there's an abundance of uh, growth they grow really long and um i wonder whether you know of uh, sort of good ways of propagating them so this plant it, it's very unusual you'll get it at your really good sort of growers nurseries garden centers but they're quite relatively hard to find in usual places it is really easy to propagate really easy so there's two main ways of doing it the easiest way is to simply cut off end take off two or three of the needle-like leaves and then dab it into the soil and then keep it moist and then within a couple of weeks if you gently tease the uh, cutting, uh, you'll feel a bit of resistance. That's new growth. Be very gentle at this stage. Or if you want to pop it into some water, as long as it's not tap water and it'll grow roots really quick and you can see the roots. So although it is very unusual to find, it's really easy to propagate. So you'll be very popular with your fellow plant parents. 
That's great. So, um, so uh, the parents of uh, one of my friends uh, are currently visiting over from Australia, and um, they were talking about the Hoya that uh, lives in their garden, and I think it's the the lipstick. Uh, variant that they've got in their garden but so it, obviously in, in Australia the temperatures are a lot higher it's absolutely seen as uh, a weed um, and it's uh, apparently it does this thing where it sort of throws out and you can see the 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 uh the stem sort of trying to circle around to actually find something to grab onto so is that i guess that is again the behavior of a of a uh of a climber isn't it so it's not just uh, climbing plants that do it it's all plants or the vast majority at least go clockwise as they're growing and in uh, the bbc's latest uh, green planet they actually, you can actually see all the plants growing and it speeds up and it's almost like a lasso swinging around. And that's what plants do to grow. Uh, so you'll see trees, the slight variants when they're quite young, but climbers uh, specifically need to find somewhere to climb. And it's obviously very difficult. You don't have eyes. So they're swinging around, swinging around. And as soon as they hit something, it stimulates growth to latch on. And then they do this. It's just, it's amazing. You should watch this. The show really gives you the sense of plants having huge intention and some some of them are bad guys and some of them are good guys. And I really enjoyed watching them, but also you look at plants in a completely different way then. So you said they do this clockwise. Is, is it always clockwise? Why is it always clockwise? It's a very good question. So the vast majority of plants are clockwise when they turn, but some are anti-clockwise. And it's very, very few that do that, but no one knows why. What about things that can go wrong with them? Obviously, we know the usual things like overwatering and underwatering, but are there any sure signs that something is wrong with them? The thing with specifically the trailing wax plants, the linearis, is that it's long-lived and it's really disease-resistant, so it's a really good introductory plant. Uh, so it doesn't really get many diseases. It doesn't really succumb to pests. It's usually the watering regime, which is really difficult. I mean, if you overwater it, it shows signs. If you underwater it, it shows signs. So you can treat it straight away. So just watch out for watering these plants. So I guess, should we, should we again, think about your golden rule of, of watering little and often and every couple of days you go around the house and if it's dry, you give it water? Or is this one of those plants, uh, like uh, quite a few succulents, where you don't water quite as often? So some succulents do not water uh, very often, uh, such as stone plants. But for these succulents, they need a lot more water. So my mantra of water, little, little and often, that's the best way to do it. Um, and what about nutrients? Do we, do we need to feed it? Do we need to start feeding our plants again um, soon? For house plants, you start feeding when they start going into their quick growth. At the moment, they're just waking up, slowly growing. So I would always looking to start feeding your plants probably a little bit later uh, mid-April to May that's probably when you're starting to think about it and then summer obviously it's rapid growth you need a lot of words whenever they're flowering and then autumn winter that's when you reduce to virtually don't because you don't want it to grow cool okay um so is there anything about this plant that um you want to say that we haven't talked about if you treat the plant really well, ideal conditions. They will flower, They're very hard to flower, 
in this country because they're so dark. But if they do flower, they do produce very distinctive white and pink coloured strippy flowers at the end of their uh, stems, usually in clusters of 10 to 13. Uh, so they have these distinctive yellow and uh, pink sort of strip petals and then it's bright yellow in the centre. Uh, they don't smell, they're very sort of small, but when they do flower, it shows that they're very, very happy. Yeah, mine do actually. They're absolutely gorgeous. They sort of, they sort of come like it, initially. It looks like a tiny sort of nodule that looks a little bit like it might just be getting extra leaves. But then all of a sudden, it it has these little yeah. stems, and it's it, it it just grows in a clump. They grow down, and then the petals are at the bottom, and it's just like a little umbrella upside down. I can actually see yours in the video in your room. They are huge, and you are clearly an expert at these. I think it's particularly stylish the way you have it in that golden bowl hanging up and it's like a green mist it's just iconic thanks so much for listening we hope you will join us again next time for more tips and tricks on how not to kill your plants if you'd like us to cover a specific plant or have any other questions you can get in touch via botanicaldoctor.co.uk